I'm Matt Fiddler. This is Very Bad Words, the podcast about swearing. Thanks for listening to this new season. We, namely my producer Jill and I, have new episodes coming out every other week with mini casts in between those. Make sure you subscribe in iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get them all, including this week's episode on Bitch. Now, we had to take some time off earlier because, you know, a lot goes into these shows, research, interviews, and tons of editing so we can actually make sense of all this information and bring you an episode. And sometimes during that process, we talk to friends and relatives about what we're doing here, like our friend and swearing enthusiast, Emily Mills, who shared this story oh, yeah. with us. Okay. Yeah, totally. It was in middle school. Emily grew up in Napa, California, you know, where all that wine comes from. And even though now she's a confident, loud, and outgoing person, she said in middle school she was a bit of a dork, kind of bookish. In the beginning of middle school, before, like, my my bitch incident or whatever, I was really mild-mannered, you know, and quiet and – or maybe not quiet. Like, my group was kind of nerdy and, you know, all that. And what do nerdy adolescent kids want more than anything? To be accepted. So she started branching out and kind of trying to fit in with like some cooler kids. And she knows all these girls. It's a small town. She's been going to school with them for years. So I am like totally socially inept, you know, teenage like or preteen or whatever, seventh grade girl. And it's like the night of the big game. Between Vintage you, High and Napa Vintage High. Vintage High and Napa High. Yeah, every year. I mean, like sweatshirts about the big game and like everybody goes. And it's like the coolest thing to do. So if you're in junior high, like it is. The social event of the year. And it was kind of one of the first times I was out allowed to just like go with my friends, you know, out in this like big social event, you know, because it was really sheltered. So Emily's at the big game and she spots that group of cooler girls that she knows. I was trying to be cool and I like came up and was like kind of hanging out with these girls who were much cooler than me. But at the time, everybody was just kind of discovering language and like bad words and all this stuff. And so girls would refer to each other as bitch all the time. Like, what's that bitch or hey bitch, you know? And I totally socially inept as I was. I didn't get the nuance of it at all. And so we're all hanging out and everything. And then this girl, Anna, comes up with her friends and um, I was trying to be friendly. And I said, hey bitch, or something like that you know, just completely got the tones wrong. And then she was like, what did you call me? And I was just like, I don't think I could backpedal fast enough, but like the damage was already done. And whether Anna knew what Emily's real intentions were or not, she told her friends that this meek little girl just called her a bitch. And um, then it was kind of like hate on Emily group at school. (laughs) Starting the next week, Emily was the punching bag at school. All of Anna's friends would push her around and intimidate her in the halls. You know, and so it was a lot of that, just kind of being like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, until everybody else backed down. You know, my stuff getting thrown around, getting made fun of, getting spitballed, you know, thrown at, all this stuff. And this harassment kept going until the end of the school year, and it was basically just for not knowing how to use the word bitch properly. So for the sake of Emily, and to see if things have changed over the years, I wanted to find some middle schoolers to ask their opinions on the word bitch. But instead of being arrested for harassing 12-year-old girls, I thought, maybe asking college students was a better idea. And maybe they can give today's youth the education that young Emily never received. 
I'll usually pick up the phone and be like, bitch, what is up? And she'd be like, bitch, hey, how you doing? Ah, oh, that's my bitch. Bitch, I just got accepted to Chico State University. I've been watching Jersey Store with my roommates, and every time they do something stupid, I'm like, God, stop being a dumb bitch. Hey, what's up, bitch? You can use, like, bitch as, like, guess what, or, like, bitch, no, she didn't, like, kind of mad. Throwing the bitch word around, you know? It's a term of endearment, yeah. yeah. Depends who the person is, because they could find it, like, derogatory. If you hear someone randomly talking and they say, bitch, everyone's automatically going to think a woman. I feel like I use it more as like an exclamation point. Like, ah, oh, bitch. Like, I forgot to do my homework. I feel like when men use it, it's just more disrespectful. I wouldn't have a problem with it if somebody wanted to reclaim it. I just feel like it's so broadly used, it'll be hard to claim. I got a new car, and so I was like, oh, that's bitchin'. So that kind of made me feel like, oh, it is bitchin'. Like, that's badass. So I think that's the way that we could kind of reclaim that as more of a positive, like, right on way. Yeah, like, that's my bitch. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Hopefully, this will help other girls avoid Emily's middle school fate. But she did have one upside to it. It made her learn how to stick up for herself by acting strong and assertive. Someone who won't get picked on anymore. You know. Yeah, I just became a bitch. I went from student council in seventh grade to getting kicked out of junior high two weeks before it was out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. On this episode of Very Bad Words, not only is bitch back, it's been here for years. While I appreciate the usefulness and vetted definitions in an old-fashioned dictionary, they sometimes don't do justice to swear words like the Urban Dictionary does. So instead of telling you that bitch is a female dog and an offensive term for a woman, I'll read a few user-submitted definitions from the Urban Dictionary. Definition 1. One of the most versatile words in the English language. It is used to express a multitude of emotions, anger, anticipation, despair, endearment, envy, excitement, fear, horror, joy, shock, surprise, warning, all achieved by one's enunciation and intonation. Definition 2. Someone who used to be kind to you but then decided you weren't good enough for them anymore. Definition 3. A bitch is just a bully in a skirt. Definition four. Now, this one is an acronym that stands for beautiful, individual, that causes hard-ons. <laughs> and then finally, the use that I use the most is definition five. Word used to describe the act of whining excessively. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. And I really like definition seven. Originally used to describe a woman, nowadays literally can be said to anyone, anytime, any place, for any reason. Say my name, bitch. To talk about the true meaning and impact of the word bitch, we brought in Shannon Day. I'm an associate professor in philosophy and women's studies at the University of Waterloo in Canada. Shannon says to understand the scope of the word bitch, we might need a quick refresher on the movie Aliens. In the second installment of the Alien series, Sigourney Weaver is protecting a young orphan an orphan that she was rescuing from this hostile alien planet. So, and then it turns out, of course, the monster is, is on the ship with them. And Sigourney Weaver turns like fierce mama to fight this alien. And the, the line that she uses is, get away from her, you bitch. bitch. 
Recalling that the the alien in the film is a female and she's laying eggs all over the place. She's trying to uh, produce the next generation. She's actually very much like the 15th century notion of bitch as something that is just mindlessly reproducing. Which, of course, isn't what we think of as the definition of bitch now. But its roots, like most words, were a bit different. And I'm talking about the dirty version of the word bitch, not the definition meaning a female dog. So apparently it enters English as a term of abuse for women around the 15th century. And it actually um, derives from an old English word. So it's probably something that Saxons used to say as well. It's part of that Germanic history of the English language. And at the time, as a term of abuse, it was a, a sexual term of abuse. Which is directly related to the female dog definition of bitch. The notion being that when female dogs are in heat, they can't even make choices about sex. They just want it all the time. And so to refer to a woman as a bitch was to suggest that she just was completely irrational when under the sway of sexual desire and that she was constantly under the sway of sexual desire. By about the 19th century, we have uh, linguists saying that it is the most abusive term that can be used for a woman. And one of the ways in which it's seen as most abusive at the time is that it's seen as incorrigible or irremediable, right? This idea that um, a bitch in heat has no choice. Um, that's just the character of how they are. There's no way for them to do any better. Which is similar to terms of abuse in other European languages. European languages tend to go two ways in terms of their most common abusive term for women. Um, some say something like bitch, therefore identifying women with a whole other species. And some use words like putana or putain, which associates women with prostitution. And by the 19th century, we had linguists saying that it's better to be associated with prostitution than associated with, um, you know, beastly sexual appetite, because at least prostitutes are corrigible. which is one of the ways Sigourney Weaver's character is using it in the movie Aliens. The alien is this reproduction-crazed monster who doesn't care who it kills in the process of having her babies. What a bitch, right? The use of the word bitch there is so fascinating because it's meant to, I think, both refer back to that old sexual usage of the term, but it's also meant to remind us of the the, the sense of a, a formidable scary, hard to deal with women. And we're, we're meant to be reminded of the fact that we've got these two formidable females fighting each other. So it's this moment that ends up being both kind of abusive and powerful in the use of the term. So it kind of follows the evolution of the meaning of the word bitch in one scene. Because after hundreds of years of bitch having this definition of a sexually out-of-control woman, it starts to change. So we see this shift around the beginning of the 20th century, end of the 19th century, to using bitch to refer to like a, a bossy, um, hard to get along with jerk of a woman. And some historians associate that with the beginning of the suffrage movement. You've got women who are out there making demands for their rights. And the concerns of men regarding women shifted from women's sexuality to their demand for equality. And I think that the, the use of bitch as a verb is really associated with that shift. And if you think about when we talk about somebody bitching about something, that goes right back to suffragettes complaining about their conditions, their lack of voting rights and so forth. And I still feel that's the basic connotation when it's used as an insult for women today. 
But it can also be this lazy way to insult someone without having to actually say anything about them. Shannon has a story that's a good example of this. Years ago, I had a course evaluation form from a student. They're all anonymized, of course. And uh, the final question is, any other comments about this course? And there was one sentence. I thought the teacher was kind of a bitch. Um, wow. And I have to say, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it didn't hurt my feelings too much because I know like, the students I'm teaching range from 18 to 30. And there's a whole lot of social and psychological and intellectual development that happens over that period. So the problem is that instead of being more articulate and saying what's really wrong, the student is just jumping to the word bitch because that's what we've been told to call any woman that we might have an issue with. Shannon doubts that the student would have given a male professor that vague critique by calling him a dick or an asshole. They probably would have said something that was actually much more descriptive. Like, I thought that the, the grading was unfair. I thought that the prof was rude to students. There might have been kind of more practical, empirical things rather than just a dismissal that's tied to gender. And so I worry about how that ends up sort of deepening some of the unconscious attitudes that that student has. And by extension, I worry about how the use of the word deepens the unconscious attitudes of the utterers of the word who are just using a word carelessly. But when you use it, um, it affects how you think. Bringing it back to movies, I wondered what she thought of the constant use in Quentin Tarantino movies, especially Kill Bill, where they use the word bitch in this derogatory way all the time. Bitch. I need to know if you're going to start any more shit around my baby girl. Bitch. You can stop right there. How about tonight, bitch? Splendid. Fuck you, bitch. Very funny, bitch. <laughs> Very funny. I mean, I think that the way that Tarantino uses the word is actually kind of complex because you're right that it's always used as a pejorative term in Tarantino and it's used constantly in Tarantino. But if you look at Kill Bill, um, those women who are using that as a term of abuse against each other, he's also representing them as really powerful women, women who are formidable. And I think that their usage of the term and the fact that he puts that in their mouths is intended somehow to underscore just how powerful they are. And so it's an insight that's got a kind of uh, weird, toxic compliment buried inside of it. And it might be that use as a toxic compliment that made it spread like wildfire over the last 30 years. How about we sing, Kyle's mom is a stupid bitch in G minor. <laughs> bitches get stuff done. This is directed to the activist bitches supporting bitches. Yeah. Does he look like a bitch? It's Britney, bitch. Run, bitch! Where's my money, bitch? Bitch, but I have my money. Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brent? When we come back, we're going to talk to a woman who took the bitter lemon of bitch and turned it into sweet bitch lemonade. This is obviously a word that may never stop being used to demean and degrade women, but what if it could also be repurposed to talk about women who are standing up for themselves and not taking any shit? Founder of Bitch Magazine, Andy Zeisler, after this short break. 
Hey, foul-mouthed enthusiasts, we're excited to be working on this new season of Very Bad Words, and with this new season, we're going to be trying new ways to support the show financially. So we're going directly to you, the listener. We're hoping you'll come visit our Patreon page and become a regular contributor. We're not asking for much, you know, $5, $10, $20 a month would be amazing. But seriously, even $1 a month is really helpful if all regular listeners chip in. Visit VeryBadWords.com for a link to our Patreon page and see the various thank you gifts we have available, like access to selected unedited interviews with some of our amazing guests, so you can hear all the shit we edited out in our bizarre conversations. At another level, you can help us pick a topic and we'll interview you about why you were interested in that topic. And another level, you'll receive a bar of soap as a friendly gift. It's a Very Bad Words bar of soap, so you can wash the filthy mouth of a loved one. Thanks to our first Patreon patrons, Carlos Zayas, Steph Walton, Lauren Schiller, Laura Fincher, Taylor Folks, Ben Schwab, Julie DeCaris, and Robin DeVincenzo. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to Very Bad Words. I'm Matt Fiddler. Today we're talking about the word bitch. So far we've focused on the negative uses of the word and There's a reason for that. It's been a negative term for a woman for a long time, even if its uses have evolved and expanded to have neutral and positive meanings. But not everyone feels that way, especially older women. Here's Shannon Day. I think it really, really varies according to generation and what kind of ethnic group and subculture the woman belongs to. I certainly know a lot of my young feminist colleagues love the term as an expression of their own power. Um, I tend to know older feminists and, and just older women generally who still find the word very, very stinging. But younger people use it all the time. It is probably the most stinging word that we use carelessly about people, right? So probably the, uh, the, the harshest words that we use to abuse people are motherfucker, cunt, and bitch. But the first two that I mentioned, mostly people use letters and asterisks because they're so harsh, it's really quite taboo to say them out loud. Among those three most stinging words, bitch is the most stinging one that just rolls off people's tongue multiple times a day. So it's not only really stinging, but it's something that we hear constantly. And, and so I think that for those folks who, who really do find the word still painful, um, not only is it painful, but they're exposed to it a lot more constantly than, than the other painful words out there. Which is the reason why some people think words like this need to be reclaimed. And one of the pioneers of that reclamation process is Andy Zeisler. I'm Andy Zeisler. I'm the co-founder of Bitch Media. We're a nonprofit feminist media organization. Andy Zeisler and her co-founder, Lisa Jervis, started the magazine in 1996, as the word bitch was really becoming mainstream. When we started Bitch, it was maybe one or two years after the FCC had started allowing like primetime TV dramas to have that word as part of dialogue. Like, I remember it was a huge deal when uh, NYPD Blue like had the word bitch in it's dialogue. And I remember there were like newspaper articles about what this shift would mean. And is this a slippery slope? And are we all going to be, <laughs> are we all going to be like cursing all the time because the word bitch is okay. And I don't think that really happened necessarily, but I do think 
that it became more acceptable, it became less incendiary as people began using it more in a larger variety of contexts. So it seemed like the perfect time to reclaim this word. In fact, for Andy and Lisa, bitch was the only name they even considered for their magazine. It just seemed to be the perfect word for this new generation of feminists. And it doubled as a bit of a defense mechanism against the people they knew weren't going to like it. We liked the idea that it was a noun and a verb. And the verb form of bitch, like bitching, the idea that there was an active kind of resistance in the verb form of bitching, that was kind of where we landed. Because it's a feminist magazine. You know, we were going to talk about sexism in the media. We were going to talk about the way the media and pop culture world didn't really reflect the world that we were seeing around ourselves. And we knew that uh, any pushback on that was going to get us called bitches, or we were going to be accused of, you know, needlessly bitching about stuff. And so we really wanted to um, sort of head that off at the pass, or at least kind of anticipate it in a way that we could develop talking points or like a mission statement around it. And the title worked in that regard, and it seemed like they might be able to repurpose the word. Perhaps in the same way that some people feel like queer has been repurposed by the LGBTQ community. Because now, in many places, queer isn't a slur at all. Just a way to describe people who don't identify with being straight. You know, queer was definitely our model for the project of reclaiming bitch. You know, to sort of repurpose it for activist purposes, for self-identification purposes. And today, the word bitch really isn't nearly as bad as it used to be. It's definitely less of a sort of naughty word than it once was. And I think certainly people in everyday life are much more comfortable using it. You know, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did that famous weekend update on Saturday Night Live where, you know, they they discussed how women are so often uh, silenced or people try to silence them by calling them bitches. And, you know, they ended by saying bitches get shit done. And that has certainly been something of a rallying cry. But even with that rallying cry of bitches get stuff done, it's still a negative term. And the rallying cry is still a defense mechanism against being called a bitch, compared to queer, which for the most part is a neutral or even positive term, which means it can't be used against people, which I still don't think you can say about the word bitch. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, it's clearly while a critical mass of people just it's become part of their everyday lexicon there are still so many ways in which it is used to to try to hurt women to try to silence them to try to make them feel like they don't belong in the world i mean i i don't know if it's possible for it to be fully reclaimed at this point in time But, you know, I would like to think that it could be in the future. And part of what's difficult is that we've been conditioned to use this word just so easily about women. It is an actual effort to not default to the word bitch because that's what people expect. That's what we've been conditioned to use. And resisting it really does take some effort and some thinking about. And that's what I mean, like from zero to bitch, it's like, it's such an automatic response uh, when, when talking about a woman that you don't like. 
Thank you, Andy Zeisler. Bitch Magazine is still around, and you can visit bitchmedia.org to read articles from Bitch Magazine, listen to their podcasts, and more. But we're not finished yet because we haven't talked about how common it is for bitch to be used against men. Here's Shannon Day again. Bitch gets used both for gay men, but also just for any man that you want to treat as subordinate. And the way to treat a man as subordinate under patriarchy is to treat a man like a woman, right? So you're saying that a man is no better than a woman, and a woman is you know, no better than a dog when you refer to a man as a bitch. And so it's a kind of doubly insulting term of abuse for men. Um, but I think, from what I can tell, that earlier on in the gay community becomes a sort of positive, playful term within the gay community than it does within the feminist community. So they might be at the kind of leading edge of reappropriating the term. And so still today we see bitch used um, as a term of abuse for men who are seen as too effeminate or who are just seen as subordinate. But we also see it as a kind of playful, gender bendy term as well within the gay community. So perhaps it can be reclaimed. I asked Shannon what that might even look like. Well, I think a reclamation would look like not having to make strategic choices about what kind of effects the word would have on people. I mean, bitch is one of those words, I think, where if you're kind of savvy about social relations and so forth, you have to make a judgment call before you use it about what your listener's attitude to the word might be. It's probably the word in English that has the widest range of possible reactions. I mean, there are people, um, women and men, feminists, not feminist, who uh, find the word joyful and playful, and women in all of those groups who find the word you know, extremely negative and harmful. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find another word that has that broad range of kinds of responses, and therefore a word that requires you to put so much thought into where and when and whether you can use it. So I don't think that it's reclaimed until um, we no longer need to give it that kind of thought. Thank you, Shannon Day, for all your wisdom on the word bitch. Now, as a listener, what do you think? Is this a word that you use regularly? Do you think people should stop using it towards women or men for that matter? Find us on Twitter and let us know. Our handle is at DirtyWordsCast. Thanks for listening to Very Bad Words. If you're new to the show, subscribe to us. And we have a whole back catalog of old episodes on iTunes or wherever else you might get your podcasts. Or visit us at VeryBadWords.com. You can listen directly from our website. I want to thank Shannon Day, Andy Zeisler, and Emily Mills for all their help in stories and the fine students of California State University in Chico. Jill Fincher helps produce the show. I'm Matt Fiddler. Be sure to visit our Patreon page to help us continue. See you next time. The Dead Milkmen, Bitch and Camaro, which was a jokey song, but it was still very true. And it was like, well, that's a <laughs> that's totally a compliment. That is a way to say that you really like something. I mean, to me, it's sort of like when people uh, say, well, that's the tits as a compliment. Like, I kind of love that.